0: I was just explaining to a friend the other day, he was asking, how did you get into quote unquote mindset coaching? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I am not a mindset coach. I just, I hate that term. I think it's overused. I hate lifestyle coach or yeah, life coach, whatever people call themselves. I hate all that stuff. There's a Genesis to what I think about and why I do teach people decision-making frameworks and emotional control and all that. And it. And it ultimately stems back from my time in the fitness industry, which I, you know, yes, technically I'm still in. But what I realized is like, well, let's let's start all the way back at the beginning when I started lifting weights at the age of 19 years old. It had such a massive impact on me and how I saw myself and how I viewed my life and showed me a different side of myself. Showed me what I was capable of. It was the first really, really. I don't know tangible thing I saw where it, I just made the connection. Like, oh my god, there was a direct correlation between me putting in the effort and doing the work and getting the result. And that just changed. It opened up my mind and just changed how I viewed myself for the better. And I love that. And so when I got into the fitness industry, that's what I wanted to teach, or that's what I wanted my clients to have a similar experience. Right? I wanted them to, have to experience the same thing through their fitness journey. So it's like it only makes sense that I want to. I would want to be there to help facilitate it. But as I, as I started coaching people and I, and I acquired all of the technical knowledge about weightlifting and um, nutrition and all the, all the stuff needed you know, to help with the physical transformation, what I realized is that that wasn't the issue. Knowing how to do it wasn't the issue. The issue to really influence somebody and help them have a transformation and have the same positive experience I had is I had to be able to influence their behavior change. I had to be able to help them actually implement this shit into their everyday life. Like knowing it wasn't enough, you know, and that's the difference between information and the coach is like the information's free. You know what I mean? You can go on the internet and find it, but if you want help implementing it, like that's what I need to do. And it came down to f- so much more than just the technical knowledge. You know, I had to help them reframe how they saw their lives and how they saw themselves in it and why this was important. Because at the end of the day, A busy 35, 40, 45-year-old business owner with kids in a family. They're trying to balance all these things. Fitness feels like a luxury. And it feels like, man, this can be the first thing on my plate to go when I get overwhelmed. And if you don't reframe what you want out of life, if you don't first look at what do I want out of life, who do I want to be, how am I going to navigate this journey, yeah, it's very easy to come to the conclusion that eh, then maybe this is a little bit of a luxury. But at the end of the day, deep down, because you haven't really thought this through and brought this to the surface, deep down, you are unhappy with it being pushed to the back burner because this isn't how you want to navigate life. You have a desire to look and feel a certain way that can only be accomplished through working out you have this inner struggle going on. Because you're like, man, I should just be focusing on my work and balancing, you know, spending every second I have, you know, providing for my family or with my family and, and working out as a luxury. That's that's what you think in the top of your head, what I should be doing. And then inside you're thinking like, yeah, but deep down I had this vision of what my life would look like. And part of that vision was about, you know, how I would look, how I would feel and sort of the energy with which I would navigate my everyday life. And, and now all of a sudden there's a conflict. And so what I do is help people overcome that conflict, help them get clear of the vision, and then align the behaviors with that vision. So now, it's not just, you know, hey, this is something that's important to me, and I'm saying it, but not acting on it. But it's like, hey, this is if this is what I say is important, this is how I've got to reorganize my behaviors. And there is a little metaphor, a little story from my personal life that I use a lot of times with clients that I think really helps them hit home. And, you know, it goes a little something like this, which is, when I was... Before kids, you know, late twenties, early thirties, something like that. I, uh, you know, I, I owned a gym, so I owned and operated my gym with Angie. Uh, you know, tr- training studio, group training, small group training, personal training, all that sort of stuff. And you know, basically, just worked our asses off all the time. You know, the only t- we were closed Friday afternoons. Saturday afternoons and all day Sunday. So rather than having a traditional like Monday through Friday and then the weekend off, we had like Monday through Thursday and then half day Friday, half day Saturday, all day Sunday off. And that's the, that's the way it kind of went. And I would spend my Saturdays and Sundays reading like a lot, drinking too, if I'm being honest with you. But like I would probably cover, you know, over those two days, I would probably read books and blogs for somewhere around eight hours between Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, maybe more, eight to 10 hours on the weekends. And I covered a lot of ground at that time. I knew in my heart at that time, like, man, I want to be more than just a fitness person. Like, I want to write and I want to have this different channel to communicate ideas and all that good stuff, right? What I would do is, you know, I'd read books and, and books are kind of cool because they're kind of like a, a little trail that you can follow. Well, if you read this author, you should read this author, especially when you get into classic literature. Or if you listen to a podcast or read a blog, you start to look at, well, what were the sources that influenced them? And so they, they all make book recommendations, right? And so now what happens is I'm spending all this time reading, but then as I'm reading and as recommendations are coming into me, making a list of books I plan to read in the future. You know, so not only am I getting recommendations from, oh, I like this author, so I should read more of their books, or I I like this blogger, and these are book recommendations that they're making on their blog, and I just talk to other friends who read a lot, and they're constantly making recommendations for me and handing me the books that they've already read. I have a queue of books to read that's over a 1,000 titles long. There's over a 1,000 books on this list, and at the time, I'm still pretty young. You know, early 30s, you know, maybe 35 at the latest. No, I wasn't 35 at this point because I had my kids and I was 35. So I'm like 32, maybe 33, something like that. So still feeling like I have my whole life in front of me, a little bit bit naive, thinking like, dude, I've got all the time in the world, especially because I didn't have kids yet. So it's like, ah, I kind of had my whole weekends to myself. Like I didn't really have to do anything outside of like just show up for my business and hang out with my wife. And I had all this time to myself, so I felt like I had all the time in the world But then one day it just kind of hit me as I'm looking at this list of books that's 1,000 titles long because I don't even necessarily read a whole book on the weekend, right? So I'm like, how long does it take me to read a book? Like it takes this amount of hours to read this many pages and there's a 1,000 titles on here. So that means, you know, it's like some ungodly amount of hours, right? (laughs) Tens of thousands of hours of reading just to get to the bottom of, just to get through this list. And of course, the list isn't over. Like I'm always going to be adding more books to it. But of course, reading books isn't the only way of expanding my mind. I'm also reading blogs and I'm also reading textbooks and going to workshops. And I'm also listening to podcasts and it all just like hit me like a ton of bricks. This is the first thing in my life that really made me realize like, holy fuck, time is finite. Like it, it is a limited, it is a limited supply. Like I don't have forever, you know, it's like, I guess I kind of knew, you know, obviously y'all know, like your heart, oh, I'm going to die one day. But to put it in a mathematical perspective, like I'm literally not going to get to do every single thing I put on the list. I just, there's just not enough time. And it's a realization that can sort of, oh, for me anyway, it shook me to my core. Like, holy shit. Like, yeah, I'm just, I, I, I kind of guess I went through life to that point, always just assuming I was going to do everything I wanted to do at some point. I was going to read all the books I wanted to read. I was going to have all the experiences I wanted to have. I was going to, I was going to get to it all one day. And, and this realization was like, I am not. I am not gonna to get to it one day. There will be books left unread. There will be experiences left unhad, you know? And I'm really thankful for that experience because that, what that did is that kind of kicked into gear, sort of an early midlife crisis. All right, you know, you know, hopefully I live past 70, right? Hopefully I live past 66. But certainly the starting of, of my middle age, if you will. And it created a sense of, well, a couple things. Number one, created a sense of intentionality with my life. And by the way, Reading books is a metaphor for everything, for how you're gonna spend your time, for what you wanna do and accomplish and tackle with your life. So so think about that. But it's like, dude, first of all, it, it, it gave me a sense of urgency. So putting something off until tomorrow is no longer an option now that I have this new perspective, right? It's like, oh, no, that's not a guarantee. If I If I don't do it today, it's not guaranteed to happen in the future. So now I've gotta look at like, okay, dude, I can't fuck around. Like, I don't want to waste time anymore. I want to make sure that I am doing what I want to do in that I am living life. My actions, I'm actually building the things that are most important to me, you know, because I'm realizing like, man, tomorrow is definitely not promised. Like, uh, I will not have time to get to everything. So it's like, I may as well get to work now. So it's urgency to like just stop fucking around and just stop wasting time. You know, it's shifted. I guess a sense of urgency is one way of saying it, but I guess it shifted something else in my mind. Up until that point in my life, I would say money had been the single most valuable currency in my life. I was a young man. I was trying to procure and build a business and provide and like all that sort of stuff. So it's like everything was all money, you know, Not not, and I'm not even saying that with judgment. I'm just saying it factually. That's what a young man is taught to do. And that is what I focused on. And that was the most valuable thing for me. And now all of a sudden it's it's shifted. Like, yeah, of course, money's cool because it can do stuff for you, it can use it as a tool. But my most valuable currency now I realize is time. Is time. So if I am going to sacrifice my time in doing something in this in doing something that isn't really high priority for me, I'm going to rethink that shit. I'm gonna make sure that I'm spending my most valuable currency, which is time. You know, I'm spending it wisely, or I'm investing it wisely. You know, so there's really, there's really, if you think about it, it's just like just like money, right? There's there's a couple of different things you can do it. You can you can pay your bills with it. You know, you can pay your bills with it. You can invest it for the future, or you can spend it on shit you love. And so now I'm starting to look at it. I'm like, okay, well, how can I minimize my bills? How can I minimize the amount of obligations I have, the amount of expenses I have to pay with time? Meaning, how can I get rid of, get off my plate, or at least minimize the amount of things that I have to do that are not in direct alignment with the vision I have for my life and the things I want to do that don't serve me directly? How can I get rid of those or minimize them, right? So minimizing expenses. And then I got into, well, how do I want to spend my time? But you think about spending money that's not on expenses. This is for fun. And fun has a purpose in life. We spend money on vacations. We spend money on travel. We spend money on clothes that make us feel a certain way to be dressed powerfully, like whatever. So how am I spending my time that makes me feel alive? How am I spending my time to where there's kind of like an immediate like, fuck yeah, I am so glad I spent my time this way today. And then how am I investing my time? How am I investing my time? So maybe it's not an it's not a fuck yeah for today, but it's like, dude, I am sowing seeds that are gonna you know gradually get me closer to what I want. And so now I'm like starting to see time as my currency. And so I got to get smart about how I budget and spend and what expenses I have to pay and how I'm gonna invest this most valuable currency. So that was like a really, really profound shift that happened as a result of this epiphany that like, hey, time is finite. Now, second, I guess the second thing that happened was there's just sort of an intentionality, an intentionality where it's like, okay, well now I got to prioritize. You know what I mean? I'm not just going to pick up a random book. Like what is, what's the book that's going to serve me? What's the book I want to read right now? That's going to serve me most for the information I'm looking for or the perspective I'm looking for or whatever. So I had to get very intentional with what books I was going to read and bump some, you know, prioritize, you know? So, Hey, these are the ones that are going to get read sooner. These are the ones that go into the net to, later, quote unquote, later, and I have to be okay with later might never happen. So this this sense of intentionality between how I spend my time and prioritizing how I spend my time and understanding that if I don't prioritize something, it might not happen. And I had to be okay with that. So if something is low on my priorities, it might not happen. And I have to be okay with that. And also, if something is important to me, it has to go to the top of my priorities for how I'm going to spend my time. In and, in, you know, even if that's uncomfortable, even if that means, you know, even if that means spending time in a way that makes other people upset or spending time in a way that's scary because I'm not sure of how it's going to affect my business. But if it's important to me, I've got to prioritize it. So intentionality and prioritizing how I spent my time was the next thing that came out of this little realization. Because I'm looking at a list of a thousand books. I'm not going to be able to read them all. Okay, well, let's start putting them in order and being very, very intentional about what I'm reading and why. And by the way, intention, it doesn't mean like everything's got to be, it doesn't mean everything's got to be like income producing activities. It's not like, oh, now I don't read novels anymore because life is too short to for bullshit. Like, no, dude, reading fantasy novels for enjoyment is absolutely adds to the quality of my life. Literature is rich. So it's like, no, that, that's not what that means. It's just, I have to know what I'm spending. I have to know what I want to get out of this time. And sometimes relaxation is part of it. Sometimes I spend my time just like sometimes I spend my money like sometimes I spend uh, my time reading a book for no reason other than pure enjoyment in that moment because let's be real life is too short to never enjoy the moment right right now. So you know that intentionality changed my perspective on how I saw time and it forced me to really sort of prioritize things a little bit it forced me to prioritize and say, hey, this is how that's going to happen. And then the next priority shift, priority shift I looked at was I had to be very careful with how I took recommendations. Because people, when they find out you read, they may not know your tastes, right? So they'll just recommend anything that they loved. And it's like, well, dude, you can't just spend your time reading a bunch of books just because somebody else liked them. You know? Like and so now I've got to pay attention. Like, dude, my buddy Jason Waldron, shout out if you're listening, buddy. He's fucking on fire with book recommendations. So when he recommends stuff to me, it gets bumped to the top of the queue. But when some rando who I have no relationship with, but they just found out I like to read, recommends some fucking bullshit business book that sounds cheesy and cliche, like, I'll have a look maybe, but like I'm definitely not going to commit to it. And so it's like, how, how much of our life do we spend based on other people's recommendations? And we don't even know why they're, we're taking the recommendations. Like, think about that. Somebody gives you a novel, you have no desire to read it, but you're reading it just because they recommended it. That's, dude, that's a big commitment of time. That's a couple hours of your time you're spending, you don't know why. So I was like, okay, I cannot take suggestions on or I have to be very careful of who I let into my brain. Who will I let influence me is the lesson I'm trying to get at here. Because there's a lot of people in this world and we are all unintentionally influencing everybody around us. So if somebody is in my circle, that means I am allowing them influence. I'm allowing them space in my brain. And I need to be careful about that. So that metaphor holds up there as well. Because it's like, dude, I'm not just going to take on some random recommendation from a random person. I'm going to get intentional about how I see my life. And then I'm going to look for recommendations from people whose perspectives I value. That was that. And then the final piece I would say I'm going to talk about today about this whole situation of realizing that time was finite and I wasn't going to read every book on my list is I realized it's okay to not finish the book. It's okay. Like, I can get into a book, and if it's not serving me, I can just stop reading it. Like, if it doesn't draw me in, I can stop reading it. Or I can choose the way I want to consume a book. I can skim it and see if anything grabs my attention. I can extract only the information I want to ext- extract from it and not read the whole thing cover to cover. Like there are many, many ways to read a book and gain value from a book and gain insights from a book without starting at page one and going all straight through to the ending. There are many ways. And so that was the, that was a perspective for me, a, a positive perspective shift. I gave myself permission to like change my mind. Like, hey, dude, I, I, got, I read chapter one. That book sucks. I'm just going to put it down. Or just gave myself permission to not have to be so linear with how I consume the information. Like, dude, read a book however you want to. If it's a textbook and you only, you're looking for this specific piece of information, go get that specific piece of information. If you want to skim it because you're only looking for a high level view, you're not looking for an in depth understanding, that's okay too. Like, gave myself permission to experience the books the way I wanted to experience them, right? I hope you're picking up on the metaphor of give yourself permission to experience life the way that you want to. Experience it. That was a huge, huge shift for me, because I think a lot of us, you know, are kind of stuck in like, hey, there's a linear way to live life. There's a linear way to be successful. Um, And, and God, I mean, there's just shit. There's just not. You know, there's just not. And so, this whole, this whole concept, this whole little metaphor, is about like, dude, one day I realized I don't have all the time in the world. One day I realized that I'm not going to be able to read all the books on my list which is a metaphor for I'm not going to get to do all the shit I want to do. So uh, I better start being intentional. I better start prioritizing. Um, I better start being diligent about not wasting time. Uh, I better be careful about who I let recommend books to me, who I let influence my life. And I'm going to give myself permission to experience those books any way I want. You know, and that's... um. That's what I got for you today, a 20 minute metaphor about reading books. But I'm gonna be real with you, like this this little perspective was a game changer in my life. I can literally trace sort of like a hockey stick, you know, like graph. You know, if you've ever heard the term hockey stick success, where it's like, you know, it's kind of flat at the bottom and then it just takes off a very sharp curve. Like that all started with this realization. Like, man i ain't got time to fuck around i ain't got, i i don't have another minute to not be experiencing life the way i want to experience it and then you know i got to organize my thoughts accordingly so that um that's what i got for you today uh, you know i bet if you are a reader well first of all if you listen to this podcast you probably read books It's it just seems like a natural fit but you know i'm guessing that metaphor lands with you because we've all been there, like, oh man, the only way to read a book is to, you know, go straight forward from front to back, and you, you got to read everything that everybody recommends, and blah 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 blah. Like, no, dude, no FOMO. <laughs> don't just take a blind recommendation. If something sucks, don't. You don't have to read the whole thing. Experience life. Experience the books the exact way that you want to experience them. That makes sense for you in the moment. Cool. All right. If this, you know, non-fitness metaphor landed with you, awesome. But I also do a bunch of fitness stuff. So if you wanna if you wanna just find out more about everything that I do, head over to thegoodshit.info, shit dot info. The good shit dot info. Exactly like it sounds like the good shit. Why? Because just like this podcast, I'm giving you the good shit. So head over there and you can you can find my social media on there. Uh, you can find my sub stack, which is where I drop articles. Pretty soon, I'm going to start up the wait list for my next round of Metaphysique, which is going to be dope. You know, that's that's my main uh, tool. I use my main vehicle for helping people install the systems that make fitness transformation not only possible, but sustainable in their life and not only sustainable, but effortlessly sustainable. So that's that's going to be awesome. I'm really excited to, to pump out the next round of that. And you know, the good shit dive info is just in general, the best way to stay in touch with me. So have an awesome week and I will talk to you soon.